Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch old bandit run. Welcome in. You are listening to Three Dudes with a View, Thursday edition. Uh, it's my understanding that we're going to be closed on Monday, so we will see you next Tuesday. This is the last show of the week. Uh, folks, it's been a big week around here. My <laughs> name's Delp Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How's it going, man? Doing well, Delp. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Delp. Good morning, everybody. And regular special guest dude on Wednesdays and Thursdays, Debbie Matthews. How you doing? Good morning. I'm drowning like a rat because it's raining outside. Good morning. And, Mr. York, I got something that, of course, I'd be delighted for you to comment on, but the uh, I just want to tell folks that Murray, I'm reading from an article in Tennessee, Main, in Main Street, Murray, uh, the Murray County Democratic Party and UAW Local 1853 Community Action Program Committee will welcome candidates for Tennessee Governor and U.S. Congress at the 2022 Heritage Dinner on Saturday, June 4th. The event will be held at the UAW uh, local hall located <coughs> in Spring Hill. Doors will open at 6 p.m. Dinner will be served at 7. Speakers will begin at 7.30. Tickets for the Heritage Dinner are $40 for couples, $40 for individuals, $75 for couples. Tickets include a catered dinner, catered dinner, catered dinner with a choice of entree, dessert, and beverages. Uh, the, those interested in buying tickets are encouraged to visit the Murray County Democratic Party website, murraydems.org. Um, so, that's uh, Ms. York. Will you be attending? Yeah, I'll be attending, and I uh, hope we have good Democrats and independents and anybody that wants to come uh, show up uh, on June 4th. Uh, thank uh, James Dallas, the chairperson for the party, uh, Murray County branch and he's doing a terrific job organizing and getting things done of course you know doing COVID, uh it wasn't done so this is an right. annual affair that we normally have doing regular times to to raise money and to help potential candidates that's going that's running in different races so come on out and support the democratic party there is a democratic party here in, in murray county tennessee and it's strong it, it they, is strong. I, I attended a meeting out there, just covering it for the news, and um, it was out at the Senior Citizen Center, and there was a good crowd and an enthusiastic crowd. And uh, no, the Democratic Party is out there, and um, and they're good. They're good, nice folks. I enjoyed being out there. Enjoyed meeting them. Enjoyed seeing them. And, and Mr. York, my understanding is this is the first Heritage Dinner that you guys have had since 2019, since COVID. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, twenty twenty. You know, nobody, nobody wanted to jeopardize anybody's health. Having they it. didn't have one twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen was the last one they had. Oh, okay. Last I'm one. Sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. 
Did y'all change the name from from uh, the Jackson days to uh, Heritage? Is is no, that the it's, same it's thing? It's always been the Heritage. So it's not the Jackson Day event. No. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Well, there you go. Now, Debbie Matthews, uh, the Republicans are having their own shindig coming up on what June twenty seventh. June twenty seventh. It's called the Reagan Day uh, Dinner and Debate, and um, it is the congressional fifth district primary debate, the full one, the enchilada that has not been done anywhere else in the state. Tickets, uh, if we've got tickets still, tables are being sold for seven hundred fifty dollars a piece. We're uh, almost two thirds full. So if you're interested, contact me or someone at the party on the website that you'd like to buy a table. Uh, this is going to be a joint venture with WKOM and W, uh, uh, WWTN. WWTN, 99.7. I'm used to just saying 99.7. WTN, 99.7. And it's going to be covered. I think we uh, the, everybody, both radio stations, are going to start covering around 4 o'clock. And then we'll go into the night with the debate. There we go. And our, our own Tom Price uh, will be a co-moderator along with mm-hmm. Brian Wilson from WTN. Uh, and we'll have uh, coverage. I'm not sure if we're going to start at 4. We might. But we will certainly be there before the dinner interviewing the candidates uh, and that type of thing. We and want a great, we want a good, clean debate, right? Yes, we, it's going to be exciting. And this will be taking place right before early voting starts. So. It's going to be a big event, and that's uh, right here at the Memorial Building, That's right? at the Memorial Building. Yes, sir. We're Starts going to... at, uh, let's see, what time do the doors? I believe the dinner is going to start between 5 and 5.30, and we'll be finished up in time for the debate to start between 6 and 6.15. We're working on that last number or day, time. <laughs> okay. i got to get some coffee in me, I tell you. All right. <clears throat> Kidney stone and no coffee is not good. <clears throat> gotcha. So, good morning. All right, folks, now the... I, what I you know what's going on around the world these days? Everybody's all I hear is talk about that Texas school shooting, you know, where this idiot shot his grandmother. Posted on Facebook that you know he was going to kill people. Posted uh, pictures of guns. Did all sorts of crazy, you know, wore eyeliner to school. Uh, just an obvious nut job. Uh, Should have been institutionalized, you know, years ago with a psychotic drip in his arm. But yet he was out there running around free and, and apparently got to shoot around in that school for up to an hour. Before the cops went in. What gives there? I don't know. That's, that's just bizarre. It did like the school in Florida. They took a while before they decided to go into the school. Law enforcement officers, you know. Why did they do that? Well, <clears throat> why did they do I hate that? to say it, but. They don't really live up to their mission of protecting and serve. Well, that Border Patrol well, officer did, man. He went in on his own yeah, and he laid part, that guy out. Not uh, even his jurisdiction. I part know. of that part of that sometimes is is there was a at one time there was a policy of containment as opposed to breach and attack. they most places have started shifting to the attack because they know the longer they wait, the more problems they're gonna have going in and stuff. Uh, one thing I did want to note was the last time I read anything on it that uh, all the deaths occurred in one classroom. So you know it was either at a targeted attack or or the school staff did it did as did a really good job. Unfortunately, not enough, but 
a good job of containing it as soon as they realized what was going on they were able to contain it to one room and uh, as, as tragic as it was for that one room uh, it could have been a lot worse if he'd have been able to get to other rooms and stuff like that so um, there's a lot going on um, you know as, as a former teacher that had to go through some training about these you know active shooter situations and stuff when you when you get that intruder alert uh, you know everything locks boy you just you just close everything drop all the shades you do everything you can to hide uh, until you get till you get the uh, chance to be led out right. by by your rescuers and uh, so uh, the fact that it, you know from the information I've got that it was a one you know limited to that one room it sounded like they you know uh, too late for that one room but at least they kept it from getting any bigger yeah coach mike mm-hmm. lyle is on the board this morning folks he's a retired school teacher so i want to go back giving, to, it, giving us his insight i want to go back to something you said del because you said yeah, he um he had been posting on facebook his first post was i'm going to kill my grandmother mm-hmm. his second post was i've just killed my grandmother <laughs> but before all of that he had been posting po- po- pictures of his firearms etc now I posted a George Orwell quote, and I got blasted like seconds after I posted that mm-hmm. and uh, eliminated for 90 days off of Facebook. Now, how did Facebook miss this? Yeah, this is yeah. what I want to know. This is crazy. Because if you're on active on Facebook, you know how quick that they pop you with anything right now. I mean, And thank goodness that at least the, finally the Border Patrol agent went in there and put this mad dog out of our misery. Well, and the parents were wanting to go in there that were armed, yeah. uh, but the police yeah. stopped them. Well, if I, could, if I can jump in here. It's really I, strange here. All right, <laughs> this, all right this, folks, we got, we got a guest here in, yes. the, in okay. the studio, and, and let me introduce him. Uh, Michael Skelton. No, Mitchell. Mitchell Skelton. He's got to get my glasses adjusted. Uh, is running for the uh, the nomination, the Republican nomination for the seventy first House District seat. Uh, Mitchell hails from Waynesboro, Tennessee. The district uh, takes in Western Murray County, basically west of Columbia, out Hampshire, uh, Santa Fe, Williamsport, places like that, Mount Pleasant, mm-hmm. uh, and takes in Lawrence County. And Wayne County and uh, a bit of Hardin County down there, right? That's correct. That's Nor- right. Northern Lawrence County. Okay. Mitchell Skelton is a candidate. There are, I believe, three four. Republican candidates in the race. Uh, there's there, four, I think. Four. There, there's, there's four that have made, made the ballot on, on the Republican side. All right. Yes. So yourself, uh, myself, Mitchell, Mitchell Skelton, Bill Kip White, Cap- Kip Catholic, Catholic, and then Jason Rich. Oh, yeah, of course. I know Jason. Right, 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 right. So, um, yeah, that's an open seat, and as open seats often do, they attract a lot of candidates. So, Mil- Mitchell Skelton, you wanted to jump into this conversation we were having, or tell us? I, I did, well, I did. I, I just th- this um, this is near to my heart because, well, I've, I've, I have I have children. My children um, are are out of the uh, elementary school system now. I have two that are in college and one that's graduated. But I've seen I've seen this, and I have. I've got uh, family members that are teachers. I've got a, one daughter that wants to be a teacher. But um, what drives me crazy is is what Clayton said. There were parents wanting to go in there. They wouldn't let them. Why in the world do we send our children to schools and we entrust their minds to be molded by educators and we won't allow educators to be armed? We make these 
we made this gun-free zone law back in 1990, I believe it was, and then we we have people trying to say it's the gun's fault it, that uh, that causes this. Uh, we we have our children in places where they can't be protected by those that would step up and protect them, that would put their life on the line for those children. And and I'm not saying that it would prevent every death, but it this more than likely would not have gotten that far. Very, very uh, similar to arming pilots. Uh, we actually talked to a pilot yesterday that, that had to do a lot of training that carries and um yeah i, mean, I feel safer if okay. a pilot is armed don't you uh, Again, absolutely <clears throat> if i can if i can speak to that a little bit one what? of the things that kind of makes us hesitant as at least as teachers and stuff to do that is that anytime you have an intruder situation especially an armed intruder it is a very chaotic situation and you know i'm going to go back to a word that clayton used uh, these pilots were trained heavily trained to handle the firearm within their situation. Uh, we, teachers, we don't have time to do our regular job, let alone get trained for a uh, armed do, intruder situation. Could, couldn't and, do some summer training? Huh? Couldn't do some summer training uh, on handgun use? Well, that, could be not, possible. That's not but, but that's, problem. you know, you, you got, teach as teachers, you're in the middle of a whole bunch of kids. There are basically, you know, there are, protocols to breaching the school to make sure that the wrong people don't, don't get shot well that ain't working and a, and, a, and a policeman coming in is going to be amped up he's going to have his adrenaline up well, and as soon as he as soon as he crosses right. that door as soon as he crosses that door and he sees anybody armed anybody armed he's good well, and so that could you, be your teacher you say, as well you say <laughs> you say that but that didn't happen uh, nope. in Texas. Well, nope. those guys didn't. Go okay, away. I can't speak. Wait, I can't wait, wait, speak wait. for what happened in Barely Texas. And stuff. I can speak for what we were. It also didn't what happen what we in told. Florida because right. remember when Trump was president, and he was complaining that these guards stood outside and did not go into the school. Yeah, they hid at the corner behind the bush. Apparently, the deputy sheriff in what's the name of this town? I can't remember. Um, you you follow? Not you, you follow. There's no you one solution for this gun uh, problem. Apparently, the deputy sheriff was out there smoking a cig. You know, I mean. I, I I'm not I can't speak uh, for what happened in Texas and so I can speak all I can speak for is what we were told in our training and stuff and one of the things they were very very concerned about in arming teachers was once that breach was made by the who, by the policeman who's they huh our administrators and whoever they brought in to train us for that I can tell you it wasn't it wasn't just our administrators they did bring in uh, police officers and stuff like that to to talk to us and to train us about that but the one of the big things was once that once they did come into the school and they are they told us they told us when I was the last time I went through the training at least around here they're they're working on getting faster but they've got to get their people in place and once they come in with the situation as chaotic as it is, the policeman is probably going to fire at anything, anybody he sees armed. And that could be a teacher as well who is honestly trying to defend people, trying to defend their students. But a policeman sees an armed one thing we know, adult, one and thing they're we, going for him. But, I mean, but Mike, like, one of the things is, is, is that teachers have enough to do. You know, you got to raise kids. you got to teach kids. Now you got to go armed to protect kids. That's not a teacher's responsibility. What ought to take place is that we ought to have SROs in schools, but you go, we're going to have to start having outside patrols around the school property that, and reduce the access to guns. You know, it's just like you, you, you're driving a Cadillac and you blow a tire. You don't 
throw down the Cadillac, you try to fix the tire. You, you don't throw the Cadillac away or take it away from people or prevent access to the Cadillac if somebody uses the Cadillac to go drive through a well, group well, of people. Well, 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 right, folks, folks it's break time. It's break time. <laughs> oh, which we did see uh, it's break time. Christmas one, one thing we know about this Texas shooting, though, is that no armed deputy went in and there were no armed school teachers inside. The fellow who find, the finally the fellow who finally went in was a border patrol agent. Well folks, I'm a off, retired, off duty. I'm a retired federal prosecutor. Border patrol agents have no jurisdiction inside a local school whatsoever unless it has something to do with uh, immigration. Now this border patrol agent didn't go in there because of immigration. He went in there to stop this insane mad dog and he waxed his ass which is what needed to happen let's take a break come back he was the only one that had reference to go in there too Delk he wasn't just going in on his own he He did rush in on his own Jim no he didn't I heard he went heard wrong Parks Motor Sales is Middle Tennessee's home for the best GMC vehicles on the market. Visit Parks at 919 Nashville Highway and test drive truck favorites like the GMC Sierra or Canyon. Or try a popular SUV like the GMC Acadia or Terrain. Parks also has a wide variety of certified pre-owned vehicles for every need. At ParksMotorSales.com, you'll see an extensive inventory, their latest deals, and servicing options. Shop Parks Motor Sales once and you'll agree. Parks, GMC, we are professional grade. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Our company, The Garbage Man Incorporated, has been advertising on WKOM and WKRM for years now, and as a result, our company has really grown. Now we're looking for young, healthy, hardworking people to grow with us. We are in need of drivers and helpers. We pay serious money. So if you like outside work and want to work for a great local company, call me at 931-540-0919 and let's talk. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. 
Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Most chronic back problems are caused by compression from the disc becoming thinner and bulging as we get older. All we have to do is treat the disc by gently decompressing the spine. You may not have to rely on dangerous drugs, risky injections, and often unnecessary surgeries. If you are experiencing neck, back, hip, or leg pain, it's likely we can help you. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call me painfree.com or 615-551-9224. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. We're going to do what they say can't be done. We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up. Watch our bandit run. Welcome back. Three dudes with a dude, with a view. I am dude number three, Del Kennedy, Thursday edition. We will not be back until next Tuesday. Uh, and, folks, uh, so we'll be closed for Memorial Day on Monday. Uh, tomorrow, Inside Middle Tennessee with Jim Ross, this time this station. And, folks, we had not talked about it much. We have been through all oh, the last ten days, maybe week to ten days, Um We've had some catastrophic equipment failures. We've had people in here working <laughs> night and day, even on weekends, trying to get things fixed. And we think we're probably back up to about we're we're back up. It now. sounds good. We've replaced equipment. We've um, uh, adjusted things. We've run new wires. We've gotten up on the roof and put more uh, microwave dishes up there. <laughs> look, look at our studio over there. You'll see. Uh, and I don't want you to have a seizure from the uh, from the blinking lights. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> it, they are blinking. We, we are up and running and doing well. So that's We got right. a lot more blinking lights than we used to have, it looks like. I, I know. Yep. Okay. That's okay. The lights blink. That must mean good. Something's you know. going on. Yeah, big big pat on the back and a thank you to Jeremy and Ann for yeah. all yeah. the work yes. that they've, came, they've come in and done. And uh, you're talking about them. You know, work literally working overnight a lot of times yes. to to get a lot of this Absolutely. done. So, uh, a big thank you to them. And again, Coach Mike Lyle on the board, and thank you for that because it's absolutely true. Uh, but uh, so we we are back up, we're back running. But one of the things we haven't mentioned because we didn't really know what was working these days uh, is that this show, and I think others to follow pretty soon. Uh, but three dudes with a view at least is now out there. Uh, you can go to wklmradio.com, get the podcast anytime you want, or you can go to wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, whatever. These days, my son says he's been doing that. Amazon, Apple, yep, you know, so yeah. And uh, three, just uh, type in three dudes with a view, and you can get the podcast of our show there, and. Uh, Listen to it at your convenience, however you may do that, whether whether it be Bluetooth to your car car radio, car stereo, or Bluetooth to your speaker at home, what have you. There you go, wherever you get your podcast, Three Dudes with a View. 
I'm dude number three, Delk Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? Doing well, Delk. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Delk. How's it going? We're going all right. We're a little wet down here. Damn. <laughs> Say the least. Regular special guest dude, Debbie Matthews. How are you? Good morning and very thankful for the rain. We needed it bad. Yes. We all right. Bad. And uh, as we, you know, we it's going to be all politics around here from now through November, I'm sure. And uh, we've already talked about the Reagan Day dinner that the Republicans are having, the Hermitage Heritage Day dinner the Democrats are having right here in Murray County. It's that season. Those are upcoming events, and they'll be big events for both parties. And uh, so it. It'll, it'll be serious, but but both will be serious, but will, will be fun. Um, now, we have got an open seat. We have a new House district, State House district, that uh, has been created due to the census. And it's it, it used to be we were in the same district as Dixon, Tennessee, and, but not anymore. That district has been redrawn, and it includes western Murray County, which would be west of Columbia, including Santa Fe, Williamsport, Hampshire, Mount Pleasant. It includes uh, a, a large slice, a, a large chunk of Lawrence County, uh, Wayne County, and a, a slice of Hardin County are all in the new 71st House, Tennessee House District. Uh, it's an open seat. There's no incumbent, so it's attracted five Republicans to run in the August. Four. Four. Four Republicans. All right. Unless you're throwing your hat in, Dale. No, I'm not. Thank you. <laughs> Four Republican candidates to run in the primary in August. That nominee will, the person who wins, the Republican who wins that primary will go on to run as the Republican nominee in November in the general election. And so as far as I know, there's not a Democratic candidate in the race. I don't think so. Is there's there a, a there so, yeah, uh, there's, there's a person a qualified. Mr. York, you know? David David Carson, the third, is in, uh, the second is uh, running in the 71st district. Where's he from, Mr. York? I don't know where he's from, but. Uh, well, if, you, if, you uh, got, if you got any contact information, though, let's let's get him on. Uh, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll get him on. Okay, good deal. All right, but in, on the Republican side, Mitchell Skelton. Uh, from Waynesboro is running. Jason uh, Rich is from, where's he from, David? He's from Collinwood. Yeah. Collinwood. Uh, Bill White from Mount Pleasant. And then Kip Catley from Summertown, Tennessee, right. mm-hmm. are vying for that uh, nomination. With us today is Mitchell Skelton from Waynesboro. Uh, Mitchell, welcome. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. I, I appreciate the opportunity to be here, even if it is on this rainy uh day we we need the rain uh all the candidates have appreciated the rain it was getting to where you couldn't get a yard sign in the in a in a yard uh with, with a ball peen hammer so there you go now excited. mitchell you are from waynesboro tennessee tell us more about yourself well i'm i'm a small business owner uh i've been an entrepreneur since i i graduated college and uh in oh, the stone ages a long time ago in 92 i, I went i was born and raised in Waynesboro. I went away to college. Where'd you go? I went. I went to Lipscomb in oh. Nashville. Well, me too. I didn't know you were a Lipscomb grad. I am a Lipscomb grad. Yes. Okay. What me year? Me and you and Judge Sockwell. Uh, did Chris go there too? He did. D- so did Beth Harwell. 
So she, she did. She did. So she did. I I was chairman of the College Republicans there at Lipscomb uh, along uh, for a couple of years, and uh, was actually there when Beth Harwell ran and uh, won her first term in uh, the state house. So so that's interesting. Yeah, it goes a long way. I was I graduated there in '92, and I came back to Waynesboro. Worked in a family business, uh, eventually um, opened a Subway restaurant. I had a Subway restaurant in Waynesboro. I had bought one that was already open in Lawrenceburg. Um, so, so how many total do you have now? I have zero now. You got so, rid of them? About 10 years ago. Uh, sold out of everything. And my wife and I started another business. We're in the screen printing, custom apparel, signs. Uh, oh well, you've got an edge over your opponents. Then you've got all your signs ready to go. I know a I know a guy who prints signs. Yes, <laughs> that's good. There you go. All right. So you and your wife live there in Waynesboro. You got children? We've got three children. Uh, uh, our oldest one, Reagan, um, and yes, her name comes from where you might think it would come yeah. from. Oh my goodness! All when right. I, when I met her, not uh, the exorcist, but the president, right? Exactly. Uh, when uh, when I met my wife. Um, I told her when things started getting serious, listen, we, I, we've got something that would be a deal breaker. I already have a name for our first child, boy or a girl. And she, uh, she relented to that. And, and so we have Reagan. She's uh, graduate, uh, graduated uh, about a year ago from Tennessee Tech, works as a mechanical engineer in Lawrenceburg at Modine. Um, then we've got, I've got a son and a daughter, younger daughter. Both are still in school at Tennessee Tech. Um, He's going to be graduate. My son will graduate by in December as a civil engineer, and uh, then my youngest is another couple of years left, and she's wanting to be a school teacher. Okay. Now, uh, Mitchell, have you been involved in politics before? I've I've never I've never had held office. I've been involved in politics like a lot of. A well, lot I, I should let me rephrase that question. Have you, have you held office before? I, I, no, I'm not a politician. <clears throat> I'm a business person. I'm also a part time minister, uh, and and the reason that I get, got activated, I, I tell people that I, I, I'm not woke, but I am awake. Yeah. Um, I watched as. Uh, the pandemic hit our government um, chose winners and losers and the losers were the little people people that own small businesses people that that depended on their communities and their communities depended upon them uh, small businesses were shut down while amazon walmart and the big guys uh, feasted off of the business that was was still out there uh, and churches so our lives were turned upside down by by these either forced shutdowns or where the government shut down things like us in the screen printing industry. Uh, we cater to a lot of churches and a lot of group events and a lot of uh, a lot of gatherings. And when those things were shut down, then then we had no business left. Um, I started looking into the legalities of it and realizing. Uh, we were lucky in Tennessee that our governor didn't overstep his bounds as much as he could have. Right. Uh, Tennessee's <clears throat> governor, regardless of who the, who that person is, has the most power of all all governors of all the fifty states. Um, it could things could have been much worse in in Tennessee, uh, but we all realized that that there's individuals that have power 
that we didn't we didn't know had the pow- that kind of power. Right. And uh, we need to do something about it. <clears throat> I, I, I've been told that our, our legislature had had addressed that issue. Uh, they haven't. Uh, they 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 did do a little bit, but most most of that emergency power needs to be taken away from the governor. It needs to be checked by the legislature, the people, okay. so that people, when these things happen, can go to the individual they voted for. You you can't you can't get a meeting. I can't get a meeting with Governor Lee right. and say, "Hey, look, you're killing my business," but I can, or you should, be able to go to your state legislature later. Pick the phone up and call them and say, look, here's the problem. Here's the issue. We, we can't be doing what we're doing. Well, I know that was the biggest discussion because the powers did lie with the legislature, but we were unable to, you know, here's an executive order that floated down. And so the legislature kept trying to get a special called meeting, get a special called meeting. And they finally got one in November and tried to address a lot of these things. But right. a lot of the things that were addressed in November have now come undone. Uh, especially we thought we were going to be able to have uh, a guaranteed advocate in the hospital with you if you're sick, but that terminated when the uh, emergency powers terminated. So now there was a a big situation at the legislature where they're trying to get that back in law, and it failed. It didn't even get a second motion to be pulled onto the floor. So that's things we got to talk about. Absolutely. 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 All right, Mitchell Skelton, our Republican candidate for the Republican nomination for House District 71, Western Murray County, Big Hunk Lawrence County, Waynesboro, Wayne County, and a part of Hardin County. Mitchell Skelton is with us. He'll be back on the other side. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. We know that Jeep owners are one of a kind. Choose from our huge inventory or build your own one-of-a-kind Jeep from the ground up. Stop by today and one of our product specialists will help you customize the Jeep you want. Wrangler, Grand Cherokee, and Grand Wagoneer in the perfect color. Gotta have them options, powertrain, and more. And now, take advantage of the Jeep Wave program. More free maintenance at no additional cost. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Men, this is for you. Stop and listen. Every woman has a secret desire to have diamonds. I can say this because I am a woman. When I put on my ring or put on my earrings that my husband gave me, I feel special. Stop by Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia or Lewisburg. Let us help you find a special diamond just for her. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. 
Barry Rankin is your hometown grocer right here at Food Lab in downtown Columbia, Tennessee. Will you be open on Monday? Yes, we will. Regular hours. Well, let's talk about the specials that start today. What you got? We have whole boneless ribeyes, seven ninety-eight a pound. We have watermelons at five ninety-nine each. Fresh chicken leg quarters, which are forty-nine cents a pound. Should we talk about the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday specials? Okay, we have whole ribeyes for six dollars and forty-nine cents a pound. We have a buy on a twin pack Kingsford Chaco, which is two 12-pound bags for $10.99. The phone plates are 99 cents each. In the plastic cups are a 16-count package for two for three dollars. Chicken party wings, which is sold in a two and a half pound bag, which are five ninety-nine each. Oh. And those last items, like I say, are a Friday, Saturday, Sunday bag. So we'll be open seven days from 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. and that does include Monday also. Mary Rankin, have a great Memorial Day weekend and a great week there at Foodland. Thank you. You have a good day. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hot summer weather is approaching. Nobody wants their HVAC to break down in the extreme heat. That's why Hiller is offering a free service call with any repair to help keep you cool all summer long. And this month, we're offering special zero-interest financing for up to 60 months on select new HVAC systems. Stay cool all summer. Visit HappyHiller.com today for details. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. We're going to do what they say can't be done. We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up. Watch on Bandit Run. All right, we are back. Three news with a view. I am Del Kennedy, dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. Good morning. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. Good to have you, Mr. York, and regular special guest dude, Debbie Matthews. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm good. All right, folks. We are, as we said before, we are, this is our last show of the week. Uh, Tomorrow, Inside Middle Tennessee with Jim Ross. Monday, Memorial Day. Have a good time. Uh, Go up to Foodland and get something to grill because, by George, they've got it right here in downtown Columbia, Tennessee. And... uh, that's what I'm planning on doing. What and are you going to grill? What are you grilling? I think it's going to be a steak, Debbie. Do you have anything special you put on your steak? You it just might be a pork chop. Ooh, I don't know. That'd be good. Yep. yep. Got some lamb chops. Ooh, I've now yeah. I don't. Foodland does not have lamb chops, and they're hard to come by. Um, but don't well, you have a whole farm of, of, of sheep out there? Well, my son does have a whole lot of sheep, and once in a while he does custom slaughter some, and you can get some really good lamb chops from him, but I don't think he's got anything available right now. I and... need to go hunting on your farm, Bill. <laughs> I shot a sheep, and I don't know when. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might can arrange something. Um, we had a major equipment failure around here about a week ago, and Ann and Jeremy Klein have been here working almost around the clock for a week we've replaced stuff we've run wires we've 
reprogrammed, we've calibrated, we've done whatever. And as Clayton pointed out, back in our back studio, we've got a whole lot more blinking lights than we used to have. I like the USS Enterprise. Now. Yeah, it yes. does. Yes. And uh, uh, you know, I'm reminded, though, back in the 70s when I was still in high school, I think, uh, my dad took me fishing over with the county mayor of uh, Stewart County. What's that? That's uh, what? That's Dover, I think. Or, yeah. Let me look over there on over there on the Tennessee River. And we were fishing in the Tennessee River and and just telling tall tales. And of course, this is the seventies, folks. The early seventies. And the county mayor over there was relating to us how they got a federal grant to get a computer, and they did. But nobody knew how to operate it or could figure out how to operate it. 286. But, yeah, but it, but it had a lot of blinking lights on it. And so they took it down to the jail and they used it as a lie detector. They, you know, bring the old boy in, bring the old boy in there. And say, boy, don't lie. That machine will know. Let him watch the blinking lights. So. That's, all. <laughs> That's the best story ever in a long time. Well, that so is Clayton, awesome. we got maybe we got a new lie detector back there. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's like my aunt that ran a beauty shop. These young girls would come in, and my aunt would say, now, when I put this on your hair, if it turns purple, it means you've been smoking marijuana. Well, it was going to turn purple on everybody, but it scared them to death. So, so much fun. <laughs> All right. We have a special guest, Mitchell, Skel- Mitchell Skelton, candidate for uh, – a Republican candidate for the nomination to run as the Republican nominee for the 71st House District of Tennessee, consisting of Western Murray County, Mount Pleasant, Hampshire, Williamsport. Uh, Bethel. Well, you hadn't mentioned Bethel this morning. Bethel. Water uh, Valley. You Water hadn't Valley. mentioned Valley. Water Valley. Uh, yes, ma'am. And, uh, and uh, a large part of Lawrence County, Wayne County, and parts of Hardin County. Mitchell Skelton, uh, Welcome. It's a pleasure to be here, Delk, and ever and everybody. And yet, as Debbie said, don't forget Water Valley. That's right. I, I was I was over at Water Valley uh, last past Saturday, and those those folks know they know how to put on a show they over do. there and 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 throw a shindig. I I walked into the place uh, with, with my daughter. We knew we were in good company. We people were already line dancing. The band was was playing, and then uh, halfway through a song, then then uh, Margaritaville started playing. And heard people singing the way you're supposed to sing right. a Jimmy Buffett song. Right. They were all yelling, and uh, that was a great place to be. Packed house. Yeah, uh, there you go. Was, Water Valley. Water Valley's who'd awesome. A, who'd a, who'd a, well, they dance over there all the time. First I time know. I went, we started line dancing. They played my husband's song "Country Man" by Luke Bryan, and didn't even know it, it was awesome. It was, they are the best community out there. Is seriously. I, well, I didn't, Bethel. I didn't have a clue. I didn't know that. Uh, they have a line dancing once a month. month on mm-hmm. Monday. I think it's Monday nights. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's awesome. Where do they have it? They have this big bar, uh, community center, like a big red barn, I think it's red, mm-hmm. unless they painted it. But it's right in, you know, right in the middle of Water Valley, which you can't miss it, you know, so you I, go in there I and did have not fun. know. I it, did not know. All right. Mitchell Skelton, though, you were telling us before the break about how your experience as a small businessman in Wayne County during COVID, the pandemic, the effects that bad government policy had on your business as a small business, and a particularly disproportionately as a small business as opposed to, say, Walmart or Amazon. Or uh, 
how uh, small businesses suffered disproportionately to these larger businesses, That's right. in your view, uh, that sort of inspired you to run here. Now, what do you hope to accomplish if elected to the Tennessee State House? Well, one of the things obviously I hope I hope to accomplish is is, is shed some light to 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 people about uh, about the power that's out there and and there's a lot of people that have power over our lives that we didn't elect and that were never elected by anybody uh there need to be there needs to be checks uh on those uh that's that's going to be a difficult road because we we have uh people that are in power and once they're once they have that type of power that you typically don't see people want to get rid get rid of it um i i think that i will be uh, a very good legislator for the people that that elect me i I think that some of the leaders uh in my own party will see me as a thorn in their side on on occasion because um i'm not beholden to anybody as i said earlier i'm not i'm not a politician i've uh, never held office i don't owe favors to anybody the only person i owe anything to is my lord and savior and my wife and those are the people that that I'm beholden to, the, and the rest are the people that that elected me, and that's who I want to go and and fight for. Now we've got some obvious things that have to be worked on, um, while going around and talking to people in Murray County uh, and in Lawrence County. Obviously, those two counties are quite different than Wayne County, than Wayne County, and the portion of Hardin County that's in the 71st district. Um, but the thing we all have in common is we all grew up we all live in places that we're proud of uh pretty pretty rural areas even even though we've got our 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 bigger cities uh we need to be in charge and the counties and the cities need to have the ability to be in charge of how they grow um i know murray county's had a lot of uh had a lot of issues over uh, over this and i want to i want to be able to help see a resolution to that and I'll, I'll fight with murray Canyons to be able um uh, to help control the growth in the way that they want to right. help to us grow. enact an impact fee impact fee is is the biggest is the biggest uh thing that i think and and it's going to be needed in lawrence county and it's going to be needed in wayne county in, in the in the years to come it's not going to be overnight but every county in the state ought to have that ability why is williamson county the only county in the state that has that why was it shut off um you know i under i i, I kind of understand why um other people uh, other republicans voted against it because they don't want it used against them when they run for re-election it's saying they raised uh taxes but um it, well, it's it's not it, it's not a it's not a tax it needs to be done it needs to be done yesterday uh and it's unfortunate that um i think it could have gotten passed if you'd had enough support from your own local well we uh, we locally had yeah. we, we locally had yeah. it the the problem is we, is we that everybody is getting well our state our state rep and senator supported us yes but um You've you've got the Realtors Association, which I am a realtor and proudly of that, but the Realtors Association, the Builders Association, fiercely opposed to it, um, and 
these guys give each politician a lot of money. And once, if you are elected, the very first thing is you're going to start getting a lot of donations because people pay for influence. So, Well, let's, let's just point out the, you know, we're, we've been trying to tell people about this. We did, you know, this, one of the things we're trying our best to do is to get work. We don't have an answer to these problems, folks, but this growth problem uh, that uh, Mitchell Skelton is talking about here in, in Murray County, at least, is we are facing, for instance, right here in Columbia, we have under construction grant permits granted, good to go, 14,000 households. To put that in perspective, we currently have 17,000 households in the county. We're talking about doubling the size of Columbia in the next five years. We're, Spring Hill numbers are quite similar. Right. right. Folks, The and we've had Scott Summers on, you know, we've had... Eric Perriman from the uh, Central Office of Murray County Schools, just to accommodate these new households coming into the county in Spring Hill and Columbia, they're all basically up and down the Nashville Highway, Bear Creek uh, axis. It's going to take five new schools, a quarter of a billion dollars worth of new schools. And that's in addition to the $100 billion school that's already under construction in Spring Hill. Scott Summers says at a minimum to pay for this, it will take a 20% raise in the property tax rate. And that all that does is build the buildings. It doesn't get teachers in them. Now, Williamson County, hit- Williamson County has a $25,000 impact fee and per new household. And growth should be paying for growth. And we went to the legislature this year, county leaders, Debbie Matthews, myself, yes, and asked for an impact fee from the state legislature, and they turned us down. Uh, and it only applied to Murray County. And so this is a tremendous problem. Mitchell, I appreciate you bringing it up uh, and appreciate your support, uh, if elected, for uh, helping us do this because Murray County property taxpayers – just can't shoulder this it's an impossible burden and 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 you you nailed you nailed it by just you gotta have i think i watched the uh podcast when y'all were talking about the 20 percent uh possible taxing or property tax increase and that's that means uh that's going to help you out now but these kids are still going to continue to go to school people are still going to move in it's not going to slow down you, there has to be change, and the state's got to step in, and it, it's got to happen. So. Well, the, yep. the thing and is, Mitchell, what, what else do you see though as top issues uh, if if you are elected in the legislature? Education is 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 obviously the next one is top, a, a top issue. I think we we've got to take a look at how how we're teaching our children and and what we're allowing our teachers to teach. In other words, we we have profe- people who are professional educators. Let them be professional educators. Change K through eight so that our children are being taught the basics. That when they get to high school, then they have choices uh, about what about what they do. We need to con- continue to be able uh, to prepare our children to be students and then have choices uh, later on. They need to learn reading and writing and math and 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 the basics of education so that then they can choose and not be forced into into a four-year college not be forced as a lot of people were on a track that all it did is lead them into debt. uh debt 
and, you know, there's there's a lot of good jobs people can create a business. In in Wayne in Waynesboro and Wayne County, it's hard to find an electrician. It's hard to find uh, somebody to work on a washing machine or your HVAC system at your at your business or yeah. uh, Miss York, we, we're coming to the end, but real quick, you got anything you want to throw in here? Yeah, I was going to ask uh, uh, Mitchell. You're a pastor, I understand, and uh, you said that the two thing, two three things I picked up. You're a pastor. Uh, you said that small business wasn't helped uh, when they had the money. Uh, Steve Mnuchin didn't get get all the money down to small businesses, and then the governor has too much power. What power would you uh, relinquish from the governor? I- the governor needs to have emergency powers to help during times of emergency, floods, natural disasters. But just to rule by fiat, just to sign a piece of paper and, and make and make a law that changes everybody's lives across the state without legislative approval, it just goes against the grain of everything that our Constitution says, the state Constitution and the U.S. Constitution. I, I, would, I would put restrictions on that severely. Or just enforce the Constitution. All right, folks, we're coming, we're coming to the end. This is the end of the week for us. We will be back Monday. No, Tuesday. we will not be back Monday. <laughs> we will be back Tuesday. And we will be back Tuesday. Have a great holiday weekend. Uh, tomorrow inside Middle Tennessee with Jim Ross, uh, Mitchell Skelton, candidate for House Secret Republican candidate for House Secret 71. Good to have you come back. Great. I'd love to come back. You can read more about me. I've got articles on my website, MitchellSkelton.com. There we go. Thank you. Have a great weekend, everybody. Blinking Light.